Good Sunday evening. Welcome to the Sunday Rise post game presented by the Sideline Junkies on this wild and wacky Sunday afternoon or evening. Got BJ. What's going on, brother? Not much, man. Trying to comprehend and dissect week number three and our picks and some of the some of the things that's going on as far as uh just didn't well let me I don't want to say didn't pan out our way as far as the picks but some some good things took place today in week three man yeah uh wild things happen uh the Giants beat the Buccaneers 32-31 uh only Junie and Jim well, had the bead on that and picked uh, the Giants in that one. You know what I think is so funny, you know, I, I follow Twitter during, you know, during the season, during the week, and, you know, especially on game day, just to see what's going on. And um, risk, So many Redskins fans were saying, Saquon's out, Daniel Jones starting. We get the, Red, we get the Giants next. Look like a W for us. And now this boy, Daniel Jones, he came out and balled. Mm-hmm. 23 of 36, 336, two touchdowns, no picks. The same exact offense Eli Manning had, minus Saquon Barkley. Daniel Jones went and got it done against a Tampa Bay defense. I didn't think he could. So kudos to him, the Giants. It looked like they found their future signal caller, which is – a hard thing to do and I know everybody gave them hell when they took him ahead of Dwayne Haskins but today he looked good but let me ask you this two questions um well one's a question and the other's a statement uh the question is will we see Eli under center ever again in a Giants uniform I uh, know not unless Daniel Jones get hurt now that's, that's that the 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 comeback, the run in the end zone for the the game winner that solidified Eli's Giants career. Mm. Now, you know what's going to happen. Daniel Jones played well. Case Keenum can go out tomorrow night and throw for four hundred and thirty nine yards, five touchdowns, and the Redskins still lose. They're going to call for uh, Case Keenum's head, want uh, uh, Dwayne Haskins to play. And, and they, it, it, it doesn't make no sense. That don't make sense, KG. And I know and I know where you're coming from. It just does not make sense because I can see if the defense was lights out, stopping people, you know. But the problem hasn't been Case Keenum. You put Dwayne Haskins in there, you you still have bad coaching, bad coaching, no adjustments, no you know, no plan B. It seems like it seems like they go into the game with plan A, and when plan A doesn't work, it's just they're stuck. So, what is Dwayne Haskins going to solve? I can see if you know these games were close, Case Keenum. You know, was missing bad on throws, but Case Keenum has been decent. So I just don't. That argument to me is just that's just you know people saying all oh, the season's over. Put Dwayne Haskins in. You know, yeah. you're zero two. You you're can salvage the season. You're zero two. 
it's going to take a lot to salvage the season because you still have the chefs that's cooking a meal and, and charging Jay Gruden, Greg Minunsky, Bruce Allen. So, you know, I go off of, you know, just what I've seen. I go off of, you know, the beat, the what you've shown me, what you've been consistent at. And I already said beginning of the season under Jay Gruden, this team is a nine to six, nine to ten wins, you know, team. That's their ceiling. Mm-hmm. That's their ceiling. Now, you know, I know this is supposed to be week three post game and me and Kevin had turned this into Redskins perspective. <laughs> but it's just it is because it, you know, it's you know, it's just interesting to see what's playing out here in Landover because now we're talking about Jordan Reed may never play again. Which is sad in itself. And what's yeah. crazy is the guy that put the hit on him tore his ACL again today. And Keanu Neal. I don't want to say it, but it's truth. He's number one when it happened. When the hit happened, I said, you know what? He should have been fine for that preseason and not. He led with the crown of his helmet. It was an intentional hit. He was head hunting. It sh- I didn't give it. I didn't care who it was on. It was a bad hit. Something should have been done. But I've been the 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 theme for the week. Karma is undefeated. And that right there, ladies and gentlemen, is karma. Yeah, I mean, I hate to, you know, karma is karma, but, you know, you hate to see that because you could tell he knew what it was going off the field. Um, but, KG, we had some we had some good games today. I know the sideline junkies took a beating today on the picks. Oh, boy, I'm still adding up the losses. Took uh, a beating today. But this is this is the weird part about it. We talking about just sideline junkie picks. Everybody is, you know, going through the thorn fields right now, except Jim and Junie. The, the the Pittsburgh fans are coming out smelling like a rose because they picked nothing but winners. They only got three losses so far. I gotta count the rest, but so far is where I got and they only have three losses. So those guys are on one. Well, I mean, everybody's gonna have a good week, and people have bad weeks. You know, I'm, I'm right now. My teams that you know that I don't care what the odds are in their favor that they won't be picked again. It's the Titans are back <laughs> on. The Titans for me are back on that list this year. The Buccaneers are back on that list for me. Um, I hate the Lions. I really do. I hate the Lions with a passion. Um, because they'll they'll go uh, they'll hide for the next three weeks and get blown out. Um, Soon as you start picking them, the Falcons for me are on that list again. The same teams for me that were on the list last year. I'm, I'm looking through the scores, I, and the Lions wasn't on that list for me. I had I think last year, you know, I was picking the Lions accordingly, but I picked the Eagles today. The Lions came through. Mm-hmm. So, and let me let me say this. It's not like the Lions are a bad team every year. They, they're a bad organization because of the way they're they're managed, and they have been that way. But when they had a coach that could turn the corner, they got rid of him for the next hottest thing, and I mean the coach was Jim Caldwell. 
And I, I notice that happens to Jim Caldwell a lot when he's the head coach. He's expected mm-hmm. to, okay, I want you to turn this team around. Oh, you only went eight and eight. You're fired. Oh, you were dealt a bad hand, but you know what? You're fired. We ain't not even gonna get into that because that's that's a whole another ball game there. Um, man, I'm looking at the New Orleans Seattle game. I picked Seattle. If you told me Russell Wilson was gonna throw 50 times for 400 yards, I would have. I'd have gave Seattle a, a with Teddy Bridgewater starting with New Orleans. I'd have gave Seattle a, a two touchdown win. Yeah, whoever had him in fantasy. <laughs> I know yeah, you are well ahead. 41.3 points in fantasy. So, um, the Texans uh, beat the Chargers. I think I picked the Chargers in that one, didn't I? Uh, let me see. Yep, we all picked the Chargers except Junie. Junie won that game. Jeez. Hey, man. <laughs> but it, that, now, granted, that was no knock on the Texans. We We, we were looking at it as far as – the Chargers have uh, Bosa coming off the edge. You got a defense, and they, and they were the home. Texans, right? And the Texans can't keep Deshaun Watson standing up straight. He's been sacked more times than any quarterback in the league in the last three seasons. That says something. And then, and then it, it goes back to Redskins when we talk about why is this team being so spiteful to Trent Williams. Get rid of him. Now you need a tight end. You know, actually, I don't want to say you need a tight end because you still have Vernon Davis. He's still serviceable. You have Jeremy Sprinkle sitting back there. And if you are a good organization, and I'm not saying the Redskins are, I'm just I'm questioning things. If you're a good organization, you're supposed to have people waiting on in the wings that you could promote that you've done your homework on that can step in and, and make a play for you. Well, that's what, that's what good organizations do. Well, I'm, I'm going to say something and please don't take this the wrong way. And I'm not saying that this guy is going to be uh, an awesome player by any means, but his college stats were great. He's a rookie. Uh, they, What's, his name is uh, Parham. I think it's Donnell Parham. Let me make sure I got that right. But he is a – of course I can't find it. But he's a very big tight end. But he reminds you of uh, Shannon Sharp. He's that type of big. where he, He's tall and, you know, he's muscly. He can get open. But he's not very fast. And wait, practice squad. Uh, of course. Where's he at? Hold on. Vernon Davis, Jeremy Sprinkle, Jordan Reed. Okay. Maybe they don't have him anymore. Uh, see, yeah, look at you. While, while you're looking for that, uh, I think I did get the 49ers pick, right? I did pick the 49ers. I said the Steelers would go all three, but the Steelers made a game of it. Steelers made a game of it. Um, uh, Mason Rudolph, 27 attempts, 174 yards, two touchdowns and an interception. Garoppolo, 23 to 32, 277. He had two picks. Um, the 49ers play ball, man. I I, I know I, I I should be wearing 49 underpants, but I, I just like the way that <laughs> I mean I like the way the team plays, man. They 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 grind. 
Brita is an animal in the backfield. I love Brita. Um, 14 rushes for 68. Monstart, that's how you pronounce his name, Monstart, 12 for 79. So, you know, they got the recipe. I know Garoppolo didn't have a, a great game, um, but Kettle, Kittle, I love him. You know, I, I love what they do. They have uh, the speech of Marquise Goodwin, so you can't really, you know, cheat too much. You know, he'll be behind the defense. But they take out the Steelers 24 to 20. Steelers fall to 0 3. Back up just a little bit. Um, his name is Donald Parham, six foot eight, 237 pounds, tight end. And unbeknownst to me, because I didn't get the alert and I didn't see it, the Redskins released him this week. He was supposed to be the next man up for that third tight end spot. So he was the one released this week. Um, Here's the thing. Here's the thing, KG. My thing is, I know Vernon, what is Vernon Davis, 35? What are we? Yeah, Vernon Davis is 35, 36, because he's like two years younger than us. Okay, so here's my thing. Jordan Reed's out. Jordan Reed is very unfortunate what's going on because he, you know, if he would have had a healthy career, we, we might be talking about, you know, Shannon Sharp numbers, Hall of Fame type numbers. And I'm, I'm not mm-hmm. trying to, I'm not trying to exaggerate Jordan Reed because I root for the Redskins. I just think he was that type of talent and he was special. And, you know, I think they said he's had what, seven, seven or nine concussions? Diagnosed. You got so, you got to remember. Think about the ones that haven't that were went unreported because you thought you just had a headache. My thing is, and I, this is something I hark on all the time. When we got to the third or fourth concussion, as a GM, I'm already looking for tight ends because that's what I have to do. Not I'm not I'm not I'm not taking a poop on Jordan Reed. I was about to say something else. I'm trying to keep it PG, but. When we get to that third concussion, and I sense it's going to be a problem, I'm already looking for the next tight end. So now when Jordan Reed goes out, guess who I had waiting in the wings? But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Why can't you call the same plays for Vernon Davis? He's not as explosive as he was when he first came in the league. But why can't you call the same plays for Vernon Davis? Get Jeremy Sprinkle involved. This is what I talk about, about being creative and and working with the personnel that you have. Okay, you see Vernon Davis every day in practice. You see Jeremy Sprinkle every day in practice. You know what they can and can't do. You know what their strengths are. Okay, so I just don't understand. You, you, You have to, as a coach, you have to tailor your style. And only the good coaches can do it. And I, and I, unfortunately, I, we don't ha- we don't have a good coach here. We have a bottom of the pack coach. But good coaches adjust their offense and game plans to their talent. The good ones can do it with subpar talent and run you out of the gym with execution and chess uh, like play calling. So. Back to NFL Week Three. I don't want to make this about the Redskins. It's just so many, so many things come back to the Skins. I watched Kyle Shanahan out San Francisco doing his thing. Um, 
we're going to watch the Rams tonight and Sean McVay. And, you know, people can say, oh, man, you know, how did you know they, how, you know, they were going to be the next this, that, and the other. If you had a beat on your team, you would know. But all you had to do was pay attention to what they did here. The innovative way that those guys called plays, and they kept you guessing. So, I mean, the, the handwriting was on the wall. I'm not going to get upset. I'm, re- I'm really not. The Colts over the Falcons, 27 to 24. Jacoby Brissett, balling. 28 to 37, 310, two touchdowns. Matt Ryan, 29 to 34, 304, three touchdowns and intercepts. The Colts just, they playing ball. Mm-hmm. There is no, is no other way to put it. They just playing it. They just playing ball. The Packers did Delonte's Broncos in 27 to 16. We knew that. The Vikings took out the Raiders 34 to 14. We knew that. That's the Jaguars. That, that, on those Thursday games, night. I'm sorry. Go ahead, KG. No, my fault. Those are two games that we, we had across the, the board that we was good. We yeah. those are obvious. Those but, were the locks of the week. Yeah, yeah. Green Bay, Denver. We knew Green Bay was going to win. Minnesota, Oakland. We knew that was going to happen. But that Indianapolis, Atlanta game. Yeah, that that that, that was yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> um, just to rewind it back, Thursday night game, uh, Jaguars took out the uh, Titans twenty to seven. Um. The Ravens and the Chiefs, very interesting game. I picked Baltimore. I think Delonte also picked Baltimore. The Chiefs put up 23 in the second, okay? And the Ravens fought their way back. I think, ladies and gentlemen, this may have the potential to be your AFC championship game. And what? let me tell you, for, for just for a hot second, because this was the game of the day, why I think this is in the Ravens' favor. Because – they can only get better from here. Kansas City showed you everything they had. Now, mind you, they don't have Tyree Kill. But when you're well coached and you have a good defense and you can put pressure on a quarterback and you're not the Redskins, you make adjustments like that for a speed to like Tyree Kill. And I think Baltimore is good enough to do that. Don't forget, this is this is Lamar Jackson's first full season starting. Okay, like I said, they made a comeback. If they had a little bit more time, you know, you might <laughs> might have been a different different outcome. But I like I like what I see. I like how to see out of Baltimore. They were putting pressure on um, Mahomes early. They were getting to him. They were nicking him up. And, and like I always say, sometimes you got to make a hit and take a penalty. Just to prove a point, we're here. We can get to you. We're going to hit you. Not nothing dirty. I'm not saying be dirty. I'm not saying hurt. Sometimes you just got to lay a hit on somebody, especially QBs. I'm, we, we're going to get to you. Um, Lamar Jackson, 22-43, No touchdowns, no picks. Mark Ingram, 16 for 103 on the ground, three touchdowns. So, uh, let, me, let me ask you this about that game. Okay. A lot of people, a lot of people said that you know this is going to be that the next era, the next generation, because you had uh, used to have battles in the AFC, Kelly versus um, Dan Marino. You had Peyton Manning versus Tom Brady. Will this be on that level where you have Lamar Jackson versus Patty Mahomes? 
and you know they stay healthy and careers continue and these guys are duking it out every year in the playoffs. Yeah, I, I think it can be because I just put them both in the championship game. And we're talking about New England also. Mm-hmm. I just think that – I think the Chiefs may be able to over overtake the Patriots. This just depends on – we already know the Patriots are going to win the AFC East. And we're going to get to that in a second because it's a big game next week. Um, let me see. In Orchard Park. But we'll get to that in a second. But the reason why I said the Ravens making making get to eight because like I said they this is the third game now they, now they they seen Kansas City now they got time to really work on some stuff perfect some stuff I know Lamar Jackson you know missed some things that he could have hit you know he saw it and you know. Mark Ingram did him in on the ground. Now you got to figure out defensively. Got to figure out a little bit more defensively to stop the Chiefs because their offense ain't the problem. It's their defense. So, absolutely, I think this can be, you know, a ten-year battle. You know, career. You know, everybody stay healthy. Um, I don't see John Harbaugh going anywhere. Uh, you know, because he he's a hell of a coach. And we know Andy Reid, you know, pretty much safe unless he he's ready to call it quits. So, yeah. Um, Panthers. Did, did I pick the Panthers? Uh, did you pick the Panthers? Oh, yeah, Carolina. Yes, sir, you did. You and I were the only ones to pick the Panthers. Let me tell you something. The QB Allen, I don't know who he is. Kyle Allen, I think he is. 19 to 26, 261, four touchdowns. Christian McCaffrey, 24 attempts, 153, one touchdown. Let me tell you why this is a this is puts Ron Rivera in a dangerous spot and the organization. Because now, if this, I don't know how you now you're in no rush for Cam to come back. Mm-hmm. You're in no rush for Cam to come back. And if this this kid Allen goes out and has a, has another game where he can move the offense up and down the field, don't call me crazy, but you may you may see QB number one become QB number two. You may see a move on the trading deadline. I'm just saying. When you move the the offense, because everybody's not the same, Cam plays different than this this kid right here. Defensive prepare for things differently. Tampa showed you if you got in Cam's face and rattled him, he can't make his throws. But guess who else showed you that? Denver showed you that in the Super Bowl a couple years back. Mm-hmm. If you can get to Cam and get in his face and rattle him, He's not the same player. He's, he's not on that passing level where he can make those quick blitz throws. He can make them sometimes, but not consistent enough where teams are going to start blitzing. And I said that, KG, I said earlier, if the Cardinals were smart, I would go right to the, the tape last week to what Tampa Bay did. I would do the exact same thing. But you didn't have Cam playing. So 
is this just a case of they didn't have tape on Allen, you think? More than likely because there's no tape on him. I think this is his first start, if I'm not mistaken. I think this is his first career start. So it's not first? much to, not much tape out there. First career start, I mean, he didn't have godly numbers. He only threw for 261, had four touchdowns. Two of them to Greg Olson, who had six receptions off seven targets for 75 yards. Uh, Samuel had five for 53 and a touchdown. DJ Moore had one reception for 52 yards, a bomb, four touchdowns. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out in Carolina. Like I said, now you're in no rush to get uh, Cam Newton back. And like I said, this Cam brings a different – they play the Texans next next week in Texas. Uh, so, let me let me rephrase that. This is his second NFL start. Is it? He okay. Made, he made his first start last game of the season against the New Orleans Saints. He went 16-27 okay. to 27 in that game, 228, two touchdowns, and one rushing touchdown. Hmm. Interesting. It, keep, ladies and gentlemen, keep an eye out in Carolina. I, I'm telling you, it might be – if this kid keeps producing, but that's what you need. You need just look at the Giants. Same offense, same offensive line, and minus Saquon Barkley, they come back. That offense moves. And it's not a knock on Eli. I love Eli, Hall of Famer. Great guy. Cannot take anything away from him. The Giants had 336 passing yards today, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and that not garbage passing yards trying to come back from being down 21. Meaningful passing yards. So you know what's gonna happen in Carolina? Because we forgetting the name out of the mix in Carolina. Do you remember Will Greer from West Virginia? Yeah. He's the backup quarterback now. Well, and Will Greer is no slouch. This is one of the quarterbacks when the Redskins were in the market for a quarterback in the draft, along with Dwayne Haskins. I said Will Greer should be another option. Uh, it was a couple other names I threw in the pot. I said don't reach for anybody, but Will Greer should be in the running. And I thought that the Redskins should have got Will Greer somewhere along the lines in the draft as a second quarterback because, you know, you gotta, you're going to need one, but – I thought they were going to do something with Case, but I'm kind of happy they stood pat. You know, they made me look like a fool, and I'm, I'm good. To, I'm glad to look like a fool like that. But well, Will Greer well, is down there. Well, let me, let me ask you this. I'm going to ask you a, a fair question about Washington's Redskins. Do you think – we know Case Keenum has done a hell of a job. Do you think Dwayne Hassan could have a changing impact on the team like Daniel Jones did for the – for the Giants. No. Do you think he could have that type of impact? No, because guess what? The quarterback position is not a problem this season because Case Keenum is balling out. You don't think so? Look at his stats. He's trying, and he's doing a damn good job, but if defense can't stop nobody, I mean, that offense is not world beaters. But if the defense can't stop anybody, what do you want the quarterback to do? He's doing his job. Dwayne Haskins wouldn't make much of a difference because all it would be is he putting up a lot of numbers. He's putting up big numbers. 
two, three hundred yards, touchdowns, no interceptions, and oh well, we still lost thirty-one seventeen or thirty-one twenty-one or or thirty-eight thirty-five, whatever you want to call it. We're still losing. It wouldn't make much difference. Point, point, very good, very, very good point, very good point. Um, let me get something I saved it towards the end because uh, Buffalo took out the Bengals today, twenty-one seventeen. Buffalo is my first love, and I, you know, I, 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 I pay attention to what's going on, and I, and I said it in our pregame show. I didn't care about three and I don't care about two and up. Next week, the champs. Come to Orchard Park. This is your test. This is your measuring stick as a team, as a team in the AFC East, as a team in the AFC that has to play this team twice a year in the Patriots. If you don't win this game, I don't care about three and one. I don't care about four and one. Okay? Because this isn't you're not playing for for Oh, we're five and one. And guess what? You can't beat the Patriots. It don't matter. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. I don't care. Is that harsh as a Bills fan, as a fan of a team? I, I don't think so. I don't think so. When you you're putting a product on the field for for a, a while before um, the new owners took Buffalo, and they, the name escapes me right now for whatever reason. Um, the GM they just put in place and when McDermott came got some level of competence to come to the organization but you're you're 20 years behind you're 20 years behind they look good they look like they're playing with confidence but number 12 can change all that when we know it we see it week in and week out so that's going to be a big test next week the Buffalo defense Seems like um, it's playing pretty good, you know. But and your your owners, your new owners of the Buffalo Bills, are Terry and Kim Pagulia. That's right, Pagulia's. Yeah. They seem like they and seem like they general manager Brandon Bean, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Y'all had to excuse me when we're podcasting. We got so much. It's so much stuff going through your head. It's uh, you, you, names escape you quick. <laughs> I can reel those, reel those names off any other time, but I think they they really got a good nucleus in in the front office. Head coach McDermott. Um, I don't want to see the Carolina connection no more. That's one thing I don't want to see. Yeah, I you know he Calvin Benjamin and some coaches, and you know I know that's that's where his bread and butter was made at, but you know. Leave Carolina and Carolina. That's that's a whole nother topic though. But next week is a test. Next week is the test. 1 p.m. September 29th. The Patriots are already favored by a touchdown. 44 over and on points. This is a game that if you want to be considered, and if you want to be they're on or they're on the radar a little bit, because I think they were before they, they, we came into this week, they were 12th in the power rankings or 13th or something like that. You know, if you beat the Patriots, I think they have 
the Titans the week after. So, yeah, this is what it comes down to. I don't care about any other games. I'm not interested. I don't want to see clips of LaShawn McCoy's game-winning snow touchdown. I don't want to see clips of Nate Clements belting Tom Brady in the game. I don't care about that. There has not been an AFC championship here since the early 90s. Well, I won't say here, but Buffalo since the early 90s. I don't care about any of that stuff. You can call me a sour fan. You can call me a negative fan all you want. The whole point of building a team is to win. And if you're not out there to win, there's no reason for you to be out there. And this goes for the same thing for the Redskins. It's fine to it, let me explain something to you. And I don't want to, you know, talk your ear off, KG, but it's okay to not be okay with your team. It's okay to throw that jersey on, rep your team, and still be not satisfied with the product that's being put on the field. It's like going to McDonald's. And my favorite at McDonald's is a number nine, a two cheeseburger meal, large, large fries, nice, uh, tall, sweet tea with light ice. You get your cheeseburgers, they ice cold. Fries from yesterday, you're not going to complain. That's what the rest can serve. Two ice cold cheeseburgers. The f- box of fries is full. They just stale. And it's tea. They pre-made it an hour ago with ice. It's melted and it's watery now. That's that's the Redskins menu. And that's been the Buffalo Bills menu for the last 20 years. I'm tired of it. You know what? I just went back and um this right here is sobering because the nineties Buffalo Bills were so dominant. And the last year you guys won an AFC East championship 1995 with a 10 and 6 record yeah so that's been what's that 25 20 almost well 24 years let me tell you something this is why i don't years ago before i really you mature as a fan also mature in everything work you start understanding things more i love the patriots now I hate them, but I love them because you know why? They found a way because you found your your quarterback. But the Dolphins had a franchise quarterback and Dan Marino couldn't win and were were bad with Dan Marino a couple of seasons. Not only had the Patriots been good, but they've become a dynasty. Now – don't get me wrong. I love Frank Wright as Jim Kelly's backup, but I think that they banked on Kelly too long and didn't didn't replace those guys when they were needed to be replaced. They did. They cut off Thurman Thomas. Remember, he got mad and signed with the Dolphins. Right. Then towards ACL. So it's it's a business. The players are starting to understand that way better. That's why I said the whole Jordan Reed situation is unfortunate, but there should be somebody ready to go. 
there should be somebody ready to go. Um, Morgan Moses, as good as he's been at your right tackle, knee issues, there should be somebody ready to go. Trent Williams shouldn't have had to sign Donald Penn. You should have a young bull on your team, somebody ready to go, to step in. Jonathan Allen gets hurt. It might as well not be anybody on the field because they got he got hurt. It's like the whole defense changed. Mm-hmm. So if which is bad for me, that's bad. It tells you how good he is and how much of a dog he is. But if you can't adjust uh, one person, because I have heard Ionitis's name, Kerrigan's name, Payne, nobody. I haven't heard any names since Jonathan Allen went down. So that bro, it that that to me is just mind-boggling. So the test is tomorrow for the Redskins. So almost a month. It's sad that you're in week three. Is you almost have a must-win game at home. One, uh-huh. one, and we'll talk about this. When we gonna put Redskins perspective out? Tuesday, Wednesday. Uh, if we depending on what happens, uh, we got a lot of stuff to cover on the Tuesday night flight. So I will say Wednesday at the latest. Okay, okay. So you know, I mean, we could talk about a, a, a little, little bit now. I don't want to, I don't want to have this too long. But and and before you say you're listening, oh, you know. Don't say that unless you're going to be at the game. I got to work. I would be at the game if I didn't have to work. So I want to see if it's going to be another 50-50 stadium. Because, like I said, I don't know any Bears fans in this area. Well, you got a a homecoming of sorts for a Bears player. So you'll see a lot of that. But do you, but, but KG, uh, you you tell me about if I'm wrong. We have you when we go through football season. Do you see Bears flags and Bears jerseys around here? One, and that's only because I know them, and I've known them for quite some time. That that's my niece Shay, Bert, uh, her boyfriend Antonio. He's the only Bears fan that okay, I know. Besides him, okay. no. I, I just, I just, I just want to throw this out here before the game because if it if that game comes up tomorrow and it's 55, 60% Bears fans, somebody made a comment on Twitter that I wish I could remember who it was, but they were, they were envious of Arrowhead. I, and I said the same thing when I saw it. They showed a shot of Arrowhead, nothing but a sea of red jerseys. Mm-hmm. There were so many red jerseys that if it was a black Ravens jersey or white Ravens jersey, you could see it. Because it stood out. But 95% of Arrowhead, it might be higher. We're Kansas City shirts, jerseys, everything. And and I said this before, I don't think Mr. Snyder is putting a product out there just to lose and to make money. I don't think, if, if that was the case, I don't think his body language would have been what it was at the game last week. I don't think that's the case. I really don't. I just don't think they don't know how to do it. Because you make more money when you're successful. Exactly. So please stop with the, 
as long as it's revenue sharing and Dan Snyder gets a piece of sales, ticket sales, is that he's happy with? No, he's not. No, he's not because, and I'm not no Dan Snyder apologist, but he's a lifelong fan, right, KG? Yes, lifelong sir. fan. Any fans dreaming to be by the team, lifelong fan. And right now, his team is bottom of the league. I hate to say this, KG, and I, I'm going to stop talking. I hate to say this. I need the 99 Dan Snyder back. I, I need the 99 Dan Snyder back. Or in the third quarter, he walk on the field, grab Jay Gruden, throw him on the ground, spit on him, and say, get, get out of my stadium. Get out of my stadium. But see, that's just it. I don't want the 99 Daniel Snyder back because he was he was too hands on. He was too much trying to be he was trying to be too much like Jerry Jones. <sighs> I don't like when people say that. No, because Jerry Jones is successful what he does because it works for him. I'd rather Daniel Snyder, instead of being the next Jerry Jones, I'd rather be him him be the first Daniel Snyder. Because Jerry Jones messed up a partnership that was successful. It would have made the Cowboys dominant throughout the nineties. If his ego, yeah, if his ego didn't get in the way, and he let Jimmy Johnson go because he, Jimmy Johnson was getting all the credit for the teams being successful. But guess what? Jimmy did the picking. Jimmy did the training. Jimmy did the coaching. All you did was spend the money. Continue to spend the money. Continue to be happy with the product on the field. But instead, you couldn't handle that. You say, "Let me." You know what, Jimmy? I can't deal with that. You got to go. Yes. And what happened? You bring in Barry Switzer. Barry Switzer wins with Jimmy's team. You think it's going to be okay? No, it's not. Because guess what? The aging players that you should have been replacing, like we've been talking about, you did not replace them with quality players. You could not draft. And, and Daniel Snyder had uh, Marty Schottenheimer. He fired Marty after one year because Marty wouldn't separate GM and coach. Because you wanted Benny Serrato, your best friend, in the building. And Marty was like, no, he's fired. I don't want him in my building. Happened to another franchise in the NBA, 90s Bulls. Eagles took over. Didn't want Phil Jackson there no more. Broke up the team. That team, and you know, it's funny because they were just, Pippen and Rodman were just on, what show were they on? Was it first tape? Uh is it is that what Rachel Nichols on I, I first take? I, I don't remember the names of them. I just know I watched. <laughs> I, I know for sure they put they could have went out. They could have for sure got two more championships out of that team because, like Robin said, one one season was the strike shortened season. Yeah, which is the following season ninety nine. He said we would win fifty because they, they would have they would have been rested. You talking about a, a Pip Michael. Rodman only having to play 50 games and going into the playoffs? Mm-hmm. That would have been another championship. And then the, yep. the test, the test would have been either uh, the, the young Lakers or the Spurs. Because the Spurs won that short uh, that shortened championship. So, you know, who knows? But I – But then think about, think about this. If that if it they would have continued, egos wouldn't have gotten away of uh, 
Jerry Krause and, and Phil Jackson and that whole mosh pit of everything that went on. Now, you know that broke my heart, but Phil would have never went to L.A. L.A. would have never had that three-peat. They would have never rose to be champions like good they point. did. So it would have been San Antonio's lead. Yeah, good point. Very, very good point. You know, uh, Portland would have never had Pippen. You know, nope. it, it would, it would, that, and that's why I had to think about it for a second when I said the young Lakers. I'm like, hold on, but, but yeah, you're, you're right. You're right. It, it's like I said, I don't think Dan Snyder is, is he living better than us? Yes, but I just don't. I is I don't think he wants to lose. I don't think he. Oh, we lost the Cowboys at home. Our fans are getting put out of our own stadium. Uh, it's 70, 65% Cowboy jerseys. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm going home. I had a chopper come get me. No. And uh, I think they're making filet mignon tonight. At, at dinner. I'm good. No. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I just think. And you know what? Somebody down in Ashburn listens. Get this to Dan Snyder. You're not happy, neither are we as fans. And it it, it takes but, a while to change. They had a they yes. had a really good draft this year. They had a really good draft. People already calling Montez Sweater a bus. And man, I'm gonna have to start writing these Twitter accounts down. So many Redskins Twitter accounts, but they had clips of Montez Sweat in the run game, in the backfield, making tackles, quick. I'm like, man, okay. But like I said before, if you don't have the coach to utilize what you have, man, I would be moving Montez Sweat and Ryan Kerrigan all over the field. You'd be looking, you'd be yeah. looking for Ryan Kerrigan one play, and he'd be disguised as the Gatorade boy, walking up and down the sideline. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, man, I would have them all. You would think I would have them on both sides one time. I have uh, Sweat on the inside linebacker and Kerrigan on the same side or outside. Switch it. Put them, put, uh, I would let, see, this is when you start getting creative. When you start talking football like this, I get excited. I would put the backup linebackers in, outside linebackers. Put Kerrigan and Sweat in the middle. Put, put the backup outside linebackers in. Put Kerrigan and Sweat on the ends. Like Ioannidis and, um, and uh, who's the other end? I'm sorry, it's escaping my name. Payne. Jonathan. Down, I'm sorry, Jonathan. Down. I put John. I wouldn't even take Jonathan. I put him in the middle linebacker because he still won't blitz. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't know where these people were. One play, one play. You would look on the sideline. My test would be the UPS man delivering a package. <laughs> And by the time you look, by, by time you look and, and, and figure out, hold up, hey, you get, you're getting sacked. Mm-hmm. But nobody disguises things like that anymore. And that, that right there, it makes me long for the days of Greg Williams. Now, we talked about it on the last episode of Redskins Perspective. Greg Williams was that old school 80 chef. Ain't been to the, uh, to the, um, to the store yet? Let me figure out what we're going to fix these kids to eat. Hold on. See you later, baby. Grandbaby leaving, so I had to, I had to let, my, let my grandbaby go. But um, you, 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 you see 
what he could do because he could make a we, we talking about chefs he could make a meal Pearson Prelo, Vernon Fox, Troy Vincent, who was on the end of his career, revitalized here. Then you had the likes of Sean Taylor, Marcus Washington, Philip Daniels. But you had guys that could play their position, and you didn't know where the blitz was coming from. You just knew pressure's coming. I don't know where it's coming from. But as soon as you snap the ball, guys you think are coming are dropping back. Guys you thought were dropping back are sitting in zone, and all of a sudden, boom, you're hit. Well, where the hell did that come from? That's what we but need. You're talking about an elite defensive mind, and that's not what you have right now. Get them back. So, am I, is that far fetched? Say that again. Is that far fetched to get Greg with the double G? Oh, I don't back. Think he would want to come back here after the way he was treated. I, I don't think he would, and I think that's why Jay Gruden's the coach now because, like I said, nobody really wanted this job. Yeah, that's true. But, well, the way he was, it was all set up for him to take over. And I, I thought about it. I said he wasn't a, the greatest of head coaches, and you know, especially in Buffalo. But his defense here and everybody respected his him. defense in Buffalo was tight, his, too. His yeah, because a lot yeah. of those players but this, came but here. This, that's when you have to, like you said, your ego, you have to go find you. And this – Knock on wood, a uh, Jay Gruden to be your offensive coordinator. Ooh, now that right there would have been a but great that's what I'm saying. Some people, some people can't take when you they're great coordinators. North Turner, great coordinators, but when you put them in charge of fifty three and all the coaching units, it becomes a little bit overbearing. And when you don't mm-hmm. have the right people in place, where you know, if you had like Joe Gibbs, when Joe Gibbs put people in place, you report back to me. I trust Joe Gibbs. Is, I trust you enough. I have faith in you. You can take care of your unit. I don't have to babysit you. I'm a delegate to these 53 men. You know what? Uh, if you think that's not true. Go watch America's Game 1991 Washington Redskins. Charles Mann would tell you. He said Joe Gibbs didn't uh, come down and, you know, say much to the defense. Joe Gibbs like, yeah, I'll just go down and walk down to to, to uh, Richie and say, hey, please stop him. Please, please. And just walk away. But Richie Pettibone was autonomous. He could do whatever he wanted. He had the nickel, the penny, the dime defense, rotating guys in and out with these substitutions. Right. But that defense was dominant, and he was left alone to do and, it himself. And, and you don't have that a lot of that anymore. Everything has to be micromanaged. You have to have your 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 defensive coordinator almost has to be on the same level with the head coach. I.e. Bill Belichick, Bill Parcells. Yes, sir. And now Bill Parcells was over top of Belichick, but they said, you know, when Belichick came up with a game plan. They said Bill Parcells would go over the game plan with him and put the check mark by it because they were both defensive yes, minded coaches. Yes, and but he trusted him enough and he would tell him, if this doesn't work, your ass is fired. <laughs> and it worked. But he knew it would work. That's why he said it, because he knew it yeah, would work. Yeah. Hey man, it's well, I'll be at work, so I probably I'm not gonna catch probably catch the fourth quarter tomorrow of the game. So you know, I'll be checking in with you 
to uh, see what's going on. And yeah, you know, blow your phone up while you're at work. Mm-hmm. So whenever you take a break, just check it. Yeah, I mean, it's all I can do, unfortunately. But uh, KG, I think that's all we got for tonight. 52 minutes in. Yeah. A lot of red skin talk, but we still ain't. We just scratched the surface and just looking at other teams and seeing the success. And why can't we get it here? That's that's where I'm at right now. That's that's how I feel. And uh, I, I said some things about the Cowboys, and I meant it. You played three bottom feeder teams. You're three and zero. Okay. Beat the Patriots. Beat Kansas City. Beat an emerging Buffalo they, team. They're doing um, what they're supposed to do right now. Right, and that's my whole point. Everybody said, well, you're hating. No, Dallas is doing what they're supposed to be doing. Don't get, oh, we going to the Super Bowl. I done seen that all over Facebook today. The Cowboys going to the Super Bowl. No. Calm down. Taper, taper it off. Just say, okay, we right, right on, on schedule. schedule. That's, that's it. That's, that's it. Until you, until you, and now you're going to play a, a Giants team now. There's a whole different team, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's you have not. A- so it's, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, it is, but I'm not hating. I just don't want. I know what it's like to be on top of the world, and you know you on that magic carpet ride, and then all of a sudden the carpet gets yanked out from underneath you, and you have to fall. And as Cowboy fans, you should know that too because 13-3 and three, and you laid an egg in the playoffs. You should know how far that fall is. So please, don't set yourself up for well, it. Well, let's, leave, let's, leave, on this, let's leave on this note. The Cowboys play a Drew Breesler Saints next week in New Orleans. They have the Packers the week after that. The Jets, then Eagles, Cowboys, Vikings, Lions – which are looking very good. Then they play the Patriots. So they have a five-game stretch that they're going to get tested. They're mm-hmm. going to get tested hard, especially division. Eagles, Giants, the new-look Giants, the Vikings running the ball very well, the Lions and Matt Stafford looking looking like they can, you know, make some noise. And then you got New England in New England. Whew. KG, KG, let's get out of here on that. You know what? That's it. But if they win no, they win that stretch and they get that five, I'll make then I'll make them Super Bowl contenders. But until then, taper it off. That's all we got. He's BJ. I'm KG with a sideline jumpers. Two of the six. And we out of here. This has been another Sideline Junkies production, sponsored by Anchor FM. For any questions, comments, or even if you have a show ID, you can always email the fellas, sidelinejunkies247 at gmail.com. Junkies out.